Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm your host, Paul Arnold. I'm joined by Nate Moyer and Ernest Watts. We're in three different states, although we're united our powers together to give you a sports podcast tonight. And today is St. Patrick's Day. So, Nate, I can see him on the video. He actually allows us to see him while we do this in his little man cave. And he looks sort of half-witted there. How many beers have you had, Nate? I've only had two or four, whatever. In dog beers, I've only had one. So, we're we're okay. (laughs) You're okay. All right. And Ernest, I know he's a teetotaler. But, you know, he likes his Diet Coke. How many Diet Cokes have you had, Ernest? Oh, I'm limited to two a day. Did you say Nate was half-litted or half-witted? I didn't hear that exactly right. Well, both could fit on the current status sometimes, yeah. Well, because it's St. Patrick's Day and we like doing bracketology, we're going to get to the March Madness. I'm going to do a bracketology with the greatest Irish athletes ever. Yes, I said greatest Irish athletes well, ever. Well, now what, what's the genealogy here? I mean, truly, who, who's who, about the three of us? Who has Irish roots? Uh, uh, Nate Sh- Moyer over here, Notre Dame Irish Catholic. Well, no, he's I, not Catholic. I, I, I but... Notre Dame, but you know. No, you my know. grandmother, my grandmother's maiden name was O'Lonergan. She came from Ireland, so I think ah. that's probably makes me pretty pretty yeah, Irish. okay yeah. well my ancestors are <laughs> scotch irish which means they got kicked out of two countries same some which, of mine too so. yeah so say so, okay so we have irish roots we're okay we, yeah we're a little yeah, we, irish we've helped driven all the snakes off of uh, the emerald isle yeah right okay <laughs> um so what i'm gonna do guys per sport i'm gonna give you a choice between two irish athletes and then they'll further along in the bracket. And if there's a tie, if you guys pick different people, then I'll break the tie and we'll move it forward. And you may be surprised some of these people who are considered Irish, as Ernest is sort of hinting at. So the first Michael one. Michael Jordan? <laughs> LeBron? Liam? <laughs> James? Tom Everybody's Martin, Irish please. today, Ernest. Yes. It's okay. I bet we're going to have some golfers in here. Yeah, no. Actually, we will have some golfers. But the first one may be the toughest of all. Nate, who is a greater Irish athlete, Tom Brady or John Elway? Tom Brady. Jeez. Not that Elway's not a great quarterback. I said athlete I, now, not winner. Uh, I, athlete. I mean, he's got the TB12, and I think John Elway has like a little gut going on. So <laughs> I would have to say athlete-wise. Okay. I, I don't think from the when you know when Brady was younger I don't think he looked like an athlete maybe John Elway looked more like an athlete but right now I'd say Tom Brady with his TB12 stuff all right Ernest of course Elway's 50 years old it's got to be you know it's Brady's 45 uh yeah it's Brady no doubt okay so Tom Brady goes further ahead and the next sport is tennis who and I have to admit Nate this is before your time and you're not a huge tennis fan I know I know but it's a racket. I don't know. Uh, I, I know you really all love right. tennis, huh? Um, all right, Ernest, better Irish athlete, John Macro or Jimmy Connors? You can't be serious. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Connors. Ooh, you went against. <laughs> well, Connors is, you look at the length of the career and everything, you got to go with him. I mean, Macro, his career really wasn't that long. We know more now as an announcer. Most people do. I'd go with Connors. 
right. I guess I, I'd go McEnroe. I've, I think I've heard of Connors, but I've, I've seen more of McEnroe. Plus, he was in what Mr. Deeds. So, <laughs> based solely on the fact that I've seen him more than a few times, and obviously the Ernest line, you can't be serious. I guess I'd go with. with and known for his famous his wife now and his former famous wife. I don't know who were the wives. Uh, Tatum O'Neill was his first wife, and his second wife was the lead Patty Smythe, who was the lead singer for Scandal. Yeah, I have no idea who that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Man. gonna cast the deciding vote for Jimmy Connors because he did play longer and he kept in shape longer. So we have Jimmy Connors, and and he married Playmate of the Year Patty McGuire. Hey, hey, Ernest, it's a family show. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. All right. Just, just our wives alone, I got to take Connors. All right. Um, the next sport is golf, and we're going old time golf here. Uh, ben Hogan or Sam Sneed? Sam Sneed won the most tournaments, but Ben Hogan had won a bunch of majors. So, Ernest, which one? You, you left out the obvious choice in Rory, who is actually Irish himself and but, active. Uh, and active. <laughs> Uh, slamming Sammy Sneed. Oh, you, you make a complaint and you go away from the well, person. Well, you didn't I would have picked Roy. Oh, you can pick Roy. We go off the board. Roy, Roy. Okay, go off the board. Go ahead. All right, Nate. You can I'll go off Ben the board. Hogan, just mainly off the golf things that are out there. He's got his own set of clubs. He's got golf balls, which I've actually hit pretty well. I don't, I don't see them often, but um, every once in a while I open, go in my bag for my second shot off the tee because the first one went in the woods or the water and um, every once in a while there's a Ben Hogan one in there and I hit those pretty well. So I'll say Ben Hogan based solely on that. But if we had to pick an active one, then yes, Rory is definitely who I would pick. So I am sort of a golf historian in my own way. When I was real little, I love reading uh, about golf and Ben Hogan had to really be disciplined and manufacture his swing. It didn't come naturally. Sam Snead had the smoothest swing his timing was perfect, and it just came. He's just such a good athlete. So I'm going to go with Sam Snead, but that gets us then a three-way tie. But this, whoever wins the golfer is going to lose the next round anyway. So just put it that way. All right, now we're going to go basketball. Uh, you got Jason Kidd, John Stockton, or Kevin McHale. It's a triple header here. Nate, Jason Kidd, John Stockton, or Kevin McHale. Wow, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I'm going to take McHale out just because he, I, I've only kind of seen old videos of him. Um, not saying he's not a great athlete. I'm just not that familiar with his work. I saw a lot. I mean, I like Jason Kidd in Arizona. He kind of had some off-the-court issues, so I'm going to go ahead and say John Stockton. Mm. He was just amazing with the assists. Um, I didn't. I'm not a fan of the short shorts, but athlete-wise, I think he was. I'd put him a little bit over Jason Kidd. Ernest. It's all about the rings. I take the second best power forward of all time, Kevin McHale. By the way, the greatest power forward of all time, Tim Duncan. I have to agree with that. Tim Duncan was, and I don't think he's Irish, so we'll keep moving on. Um, I'm going to go with Ernest and put Kevin McHale. He didn't look very athletic, but, man, he always did things that embarrassed all these guys that looked like, you know, bodybuilders. I mean, he was so good about putting his body in the right place, much like Bird. Both of them didn't look great, but they did amazing things. All right, so then the next one is baseball. And baseball, the first one is baseball pitchers. Which is the 
better Irish athlete, Whitey Ford, who pitched for the Yankees, or Nolan Ryan? Nate. Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan. Look at that guy. I mean, the guy that, what is it, the guy that, uh, was it Robin Ventura charged the mound? and <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nolan Ryan didn't even bat an eye, put him in a headlock. And, yeah, that's, it, it, for for pitchers that we kind of think are just kind of weak sometimes, Nolan Ryan, man, the, the, what is it? The, the Nolan express or what's what's the express yeah, it's it. called? That's it. The Ryan um, express. Which was, right. Yeah. I mean, I've got, a, yeah, that's from a, a Frank Sinatra movie, the Von yeah. Ryan's express. No, he's got what? Seven no hitters. I've got, I got some card set from Whataburger when I was a kid of Nolan Ryan. So I bar none, Nolan Ryan based solely on the fact that that was a Robin Ventura incident. Ernest, you're still there. I no, think. no hitter at age 44. Yeah, and yeah, he took out Robin Ventura. Now, whereas Whitey Ford, who was Mickey Mouse's pitching buddy, still has the greatest winning percentage in World Series games. Still got to go with uh, uh, Ryan Nolan Ryan, Alvin Ryan, Alvin uh, Nolan Ryan. That's all right. So now we're going to go to the next level, and we're going to right stick with baseball. And this is just going to be Nolan Ryan or Derek Jeter, who is the greatest Irish athlete. Now, Derek Jeter's mom is Irish, Dorothy Connor, so that's why he's included in this. So who is a greater athlete, Nolan Ryan or Derek Jeter? Nate? Derek Jeter. And it's funny because I don't like the Yankees at all, but I have so much respect for Derek Jeter. If he was on any other team, he would have been my favorite player in baseball. Um, when he was playing, but Derek Jeter, I mean, just look at all the things he did. I mean, he wasn't the most talented player, but he was just athletic. He made the plays. He was clutch. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, definitely Jeter. Ernest, you can stick with Ryan. Go with with, uh, Michael Trout. Uh, I'll go with Ryan. Okay, I'm going to cast the vote over to Jeter just because he played shortstop every day. I think that was really important for that team over those years. And, and he, he was such a clutch player, fielding, too. Force fielding shortstop of the last 20 I years. I know. It's hard picks, man. we got to make them sometimes. Okay. All right, so is it Tom Brady or Jimmy Connors? Who's the bigger athlete, better athlete? Ernest? Tom Brady. Brady. All right. And then we have... Uh, Kevin McHale and going off the grid or Michael Phelps, the great swimmer. Mm. Ernest, what do you think? Phelps, gold medals, Phelps. Phelps is the greatest swimmer of all time. Next to Johnny Weissmuller, I guess, or Mark Spitz. And, you know, I just lost everybody when I said Johnny Weissmuller. So <laughs> he played Tarzan in, in all Tarzan. the Tarzan movies. Yeah, our King Kamala <laughs> from Hawaii, but yeah, I get Phelps. All right, Nate, what do you think? Yeah, I take uh, Phelps. Fun little fun fact is where I went to school, Northern Arizona University, is elevation around seven thousand feet. A lot of the Olympic swimmers would train there um, at the aquatic center there. So there was like the torpedo Ian Thorpe, I think, was one of the big names yeah. that was there. And, yeah, Australian torpedo. Yeah, we had them there, a lot of the um, national teams. It was kind of cool. And they'd always be there, obviously, in the summer, but uh, there was one summer I was there. I, I couldn't pick any of those guys out of a, a lineup, but apparently they were there all summer. So, fun All right, fact. so Phelps moves on. So the next question is Jeter or Tom Brady? Wow. Ernest. Ooh, that's a good one. Wow. 
most disliked Irish athlete of all time. <laughs> uh, uh, you got to go with Brady. I mean, he fundamentally he's the best at his position. You can't say that all time. You can't say that about Jeter. So you got to go with Brady. Football's the number one sport. He's the number one quarterback all time football. You got to go with Brady. Boy, that hurts. Nate, do you think the same? That's I. I have to agree with Ernest. I think that's oh, it's wow. really close. It's really close. But I think everything that Brady does off the field too, compared to what he's done, obviously what he's done on the field and in the sport is ridiculous. But he's also set up this, you know, the the TB12 training and ridiculous eating habits and stuff like that. And he's playing football at quarterback. When was the last time we had somebody that was, what, 40? Ernest, how old is he, 43? Yeah. 43. When was the last time a non-kicker was 43 years old still playing football? Right. George Bland was the only one, and he looked like he was smoking three packs of cigarettes <laughs> on the sideline. George Blanda. <laughs> Look when did him he up. retire? Old guy. 1972. <laughs> All right, so that leads to the final tough thing. And if you think Irish don't have great athletes, it's down to Michael Phelps or Tom Brady. Think about Michael Phelps, the most decorated Olympic athlete ever. Or Tom Brady, the most winning quarterback, the most famous NFL player ever. Which one is the greatest Irish athlete, Nate? What happened to Rory, by the way? Did he just get, <laughs> Rory got blown he get, away. He got mad to be pulling out Roy you no. know, out of my derriere, and he just... No, we. I voted for Snead. We just we the, the golf was one. just a top a tip of the hat to the golf world, and then we All blew right. right by him. So I don't know. That is a tough. That is a tough pick. I mean, uh, I think only because he's still relevant. I don't know if Michael. I think Michael Phelps is done. Right, he's not going to swim anymore. Right, just for commercials. Just yeah. So I would take Tom Brady just solely on the fact that you know that. He's still relevant, but I mean, Phelps is either one of those is take your pick. Wow. See, worldwide, worldwide, take your pick. You're not going to give me yeah, one? Yeah, you got to pick, on. man. I, I pick Brady. I oh, just okay. said, okay. All right. All right. Okay. take your pick. I think it's a toss See, up either way. Worldwide, outside of America, Mexico, and, and Canada, they don't know who Tom Brady is. They know Giselle, they know his <laughs> wife. You know, nation, worldwide, Michael Phelps is much bigger star. So, you know, Brady is just in this the northern hemisphere. So if you're going to look at this nation, you know, worldwide, the greatest Irish athlete, you got to go with Phelps. This is so tough because Phelps had the body, an unbelievable body for swimming. And he had some times where he wasn't disciplined and he came back. And yet he still achieved things that nobody else ever achieved. Tom Brady didn't have all the skills, and he willed himself. So, what makes a great athlete? I, I think if you, I think Ernest makes a great point. Like Muhammad Ali was the most famous athlete in the world by far, over any other athlete. And Michael Phelps has that reputation, but I think great is not just um, what you can do physically. I think it's what you could do mentally. So I'm going to vote for Tommy Brady just because I want to. So there and, we go. And- and for David Arnold, we have to throw in Robbie Keane, the great soccer player. Since you totally ignored the number one sport in the world. Like Ronaldo? Any, I, Ronaldo's not. Robbie Keane is Irish. He's from Ireland. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did blow off soccer there. Oh, well. You yes. can't make everybody happy. You can write oh, me well, at, I think we're, I think we're okay. at goblueirish <laughs> at gmail. No, that's not my email. 
All right, let's go on to a real bracketology. That's the NCAA March Madness. Ernest and I were covenant at our last podcast about how we're not sure how many people, how many teams are actually going to make it all the way through. Ernest was guessing less than maybe 10 around there. What did you say, Ernest, last week? How many teams? I thought three. I thought three. And there for a while there with Virginia, Kansas, and and Duke, I was about to hit my mark. But uh, as of today... None of the final, the last four left out have been called in. So I guess Virginia's good. They can't show up uh, to their site until Friday, the day before they play their first game, and can't practice till Friday. Yeah, well, they, they can't practice together, right? I mean, they can go out and find a hoop individually. Probably. Yeah, but they yeah, can't they can practice as a team. Oh yeah, I mean they're, and I think the way Virginia is against Ohio, I haven't seen Ohio, but I mean, I think Virginia's that, pedigree of you know, the, I think they're they're probably going to be okay. I think for the first game, but the second game, depending on who they get, I mean, I don't know if they could beat Creighton if they haven't practiced. But you know, if they get out there, I think I think if they get by Ohio, I think they'll, I think it'd be okay. I don't know unless some Ohio plays lights out. Then it's interesting the two big upsets everybody's picking is Ohio over Virginia and Winthrop over Villanova. That's that's across the board. Everybody's taking those two. Well, ups. Villanova lost their best player. I think that's two probably. best players. Two best. Players. Oh, they're two best players. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah, Creighton's got a situation where the players don't want to play for the coach, so that might be another high seed that mm, goes down mm. fast. And no love for Georgetown. I mean, Patrick Ewing. This has been getting uh, going. He got no love in uh, Madison Square Garden. <laughs> no, he did. did he? I think that's great what he did with Georgetown. I mean. One thing interesting, I mean, if there's any dentists that are doing pools, I mean, I think you're looking at Colgate versus Oral oh, Roberts boom, as your finals, boom. right? He's been waiting all week for that, folks. <laughs> you um, know, one thing that really gets on my nerves, though, is is the way that college basketball is promoted because it's always the coaches. It's Coach K against Roy. I mean, you don't want to see a 72-year-old man and 68-year-old man at half court playing basketball. NBA NBA games aren't promoted that way by the coaches. You don't hear like, you know. Well, the coaches are there all the time. The coaches stay there. The players are, you know, some a lot of them are one and done, especially. But, in, but they're not playing, and and you don't see a game for who the coaches. Calipari does. He has very little input when the guys get on the court. I, I don't like the way college games are promoted. Like I said, you wouldn't do that in the NBA. You wouldn't say, uh, "Here's." Uh, 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 I'm just thinking of, you know, any NBA coach coaching against each other. You wouldn't see uh, Coach Doc Rivers. It's Doc Rivers versus uh, <laughs> whoever. I mean, I just I, – I hate that when I see that promoted by CBS and TNT. I think this is great. I think we finally stumped Ernest. He can't name like – I was going to give you half a dozen ones. You know, the, <laughs> the, the only good promotion you could see in a college game – would be if Michigan played uh, Vanderbilt, Vince. Car- I mean, uh, Jerry Stackhouse going against Juwan Howard. Or How about the mascots? What if the mascots played one on one on one? I mean, if you look at Alabama, like how's an how's an elephant going to play on the court, right? But you know, I don't even know what Iona's mascot is. Well, how Wolverine's going to dribble with those claws? Yeah, be like piercing the ball all the time. Is this EA Sports game or Looney Tunes here? Well, it actually sounds like well, that. Isn't that commercial for insurance where they have all, all the, the mascots? Yeah, all the mascots come out and everything. But no, it's, it's, I just find it. It's 
it's it, you don't see Spolstra playing against Rivers in the NBA game. They don't promote. Oh, oh he found a second coach. All right. Uh, right. No, yeah. Okay. Well, well, I was going to use the Hornets coach, but no one would know. Well, who let's that give is, the coaches some love. I know you don't like them promoting coaches, but it's been an interesting year for coaches. And around where I live, Juwan Howard's been getting a lot of credit that he might be the coach of the year. But even Rick Pitino came out of Europe or came back from Europe and he's got Iona in the big dance and his son got fired from Minnesota and go to probably New Mexico. Um, yeah, he already got hired by New Mexico within 24 hours. Yeah, so it's a coaching carousel. I have a friend who was assistant coach at Michigan. He said when you got down to the Final Four and you went to all the mo- hotels – the main hotel, all these coaches are working it. You know, they're all trying to make connections and see where they might end up and stuff like that. But who should be the coach of the year, Ernest? Oh, it's Juwan Howard. There's no doubt in that respect. And and Scott Drew at Baylor, I think you got to get some votes also in that same respect. What about Gonzaga? Mark Few. Uh, I mean, he, he took them undefeated. He beat some good teams. I mean, granted, he beat them early. But there's nothing he could do about that. He, but he beat everybody on the schedule. It's not like he had a cupcake schedule. He is, they had to go into conference play. But he beat, like, the Kansas. He beat, like, three really good teams that are all in this oh, he, tournament. He beat the number two seed, the number three seed, the number four seed in his region by at least 20 points. Yeah. So that's that's nothing. I mean, he's pretty consistent. And Gonzaga is not like the easiest place to recruit up in Oregon, right? That's that's yeah, not. Or no, it's, is it Washington? Right? It's Washington. This is Washington. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Scott Drew took a program where one of the players killed one of the other players. So uh, that's a pretty good comeback right there. Howard had it pretty easily because that program was doing real well. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see how he does as, as he continues. So, but you know, you've got to look at the Big Ten was a tougher conference this year. So well, I got to get, get to Howard. I'm not I'm not sucking up to the host here. I think Howard. <laughs> what are, no what do you guys think? So, Paul, you've watched a lot of Michigan basketball. Does Jawan Howard is his team? How many of those guys that are starting right now are his recruits? Is it still like the old coach that left? You know, because I've heard he didn't leave the cupboard bare when he left. He had a lot of good recruits that were already there. And Juwan Howard just kind of pushing the right buttons, or some of these actually Juwan Howard's um, recruits. Do you know? I don't know. It's not quite that easy. He has the number one recruiting class coming in next year. Uh, he had a couple guys that were going to come this year, but when COVID happened, they decided to go um, to other developmental situations. I don't know how to say that any better than that. But he had some transfers come in, really good transfers. Uh, Smith being a point guard was huge. He needed that. And because he played in the NBA so long, because he was part of, you know, the Fab Five at Michigan, and he's a big guy and he goes recruits well, you know, everybody is signed up and ready to go. And I thought maybe he was sort of just a figurehead coach. Um, When they had Martelli come in to coach just the college game. But no, uh, Juwan is in it, and he has been pushing the right buttons. Around here, people love Tom Izzo up in Michigan State because he's such a fiery guy and he knows how to get the most out of his players. We're seeing that out of Juwan Howard. He wasn't afraid early in the year to confront Isaiah Livers, who is his best player because he d- does a little bit of everything. But you probably know by now Isaiah Livers is injured and probably won't come back unless they make the Final Four. Um, so I think John Howard's a great coach. It was in sportsillustrated.com, a little known story that John Howard's best friend died during the season. 
Um, and that was a pretty big hit. Uh, Juwan Howard's son actually plays on the team as well. So we really love him around here. Such a class guy, uh, not afraid to be a little fiery when he needs to be. And so I think he will get the um, coach of the year. And so, guys, you know, we're about ready to go into the Indiana bubble. All the teams are going down to Indiana. So do we want to talk about our final four? Uh, have you picked your final four? I know Nate has. Ernest, have you picked your yeah, final four? I've got mine. I'm, I got mine. Uh, you want me to go first? Yeah. I got Gonzaga. I got Baylor. I've got Alabama. And I have Oklahoma State. Because usually you see two number one seeds and two lower seeds. And ultimately I have Baylor winning it all. Ooh. I like the guard play. I, I do like their guard play. And, and I know everybody freaked out a little bit about the conference tournaments. That usually doesn't mean that much when you come into it. Uh, I think historically of the last eight national champions, six of them did not win their conference tournament. So, you know, don't, don't worry about the last weekend that much. Nate, who's your final four? I'm just writing them down right now because I have a blank bracket in front of me. I'm trying to remember what I had. So I had Gonzaga, Baylor, Florida State, and Houston as my final four. Houston. Oh, yeah. Houston, we have a problem. That's my old classmate there. Okay, head coach. I kind of like that. I think think Illinois is going to get a little bit – over overconfident I, I they looked good against michigan when i watched them a few weeks ago um but i think i, I don't know i just think they're gonna get upset i don't know if i'm right or not i'm just you know a, a hunch uh i have so i think i have baylor and gonzaga in the finals i have a couple brackets i have some brackets that have baylor winning it all i have some brackets that have gonzaga so in this pool since Ernest says he's going baylor i'm gonna go gonzaga <laughs> And again, I remind you that no team has had an undefeated season since 1976, Indiana. There you go. And guess what state they're playing in? Indiana, baby. Well, there we go. Hey, it's meant to be sort of fate right there. Looks like it's going to happen. So I have Gonzaga, Baylor, Texas, and Illinois as my final four. And I have Illinois winning it all because I was super impressed the way Illinois played both Michigan and Ohio State practically back-to-back. Um, their coach gets on my nerves a little bit at Illinois, but he's pushing the right buttons. They have a little edge to them, and they are such great athletes. If they can stay controlled at the guard, I know that's the number one thing you need in the tournament. Um, I unfortunately think my good old Michigan Wolverines are going to lose to Florida State. I don't think they can go that far without Livers. He just did too many things for the team, and they don't look in rhythm at all right now going into it. Um, so that's, that's the way I feel about it. And it's going to be fun watching it. I'm going to enjoy it. Um, and I'm going to try like heck to get that Thursday off and Friday off, or at least part of the day on Friday to watch the games and just kick back and enjoy well, now, it. Before you take Thursday off, they're only playing four games. The play-ins are Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. The play-ins are Thursday. They don't start to five thirty. So let's, let's, oh, let's, but not, I wanted not, to take a day off. Come on. Well, Ernest. you can do that too, but you're not going to see basketball. And Brad Underwood is the Illinois coach. And and my concern about Illinois is Big Ten allows a lot of physical action. And you get an official from another conference. And again, one of my big gripes is we don't have a national fishing crew. Uh, officiating is called differently by different conferences. You get a bunch of officials who coach, coach uh, who call very close calls, like TV Teddy, who's one of the officials we have dinner days. <laughs> Only Ernest would know the name of some TV of the TV Teddy. Oh, yeah. TV Teddy. <laughs> it's supposed to be seen. 
you could get into some foul trouble pretty easily. Physical teams usually don't do that well in that respect. Baylor and, and Gonzaga both have problems with teams with a lot of height, which means Illinois would have a, a, an advantage over them. But, uh, yeah, Paul, if you can take Thursday off, but you're not going to see basketball at 530. You might want to take Monday off because that's when the uh, last second round will be played all day long. Uh-huh. So if anybody, all the guys out there that are thinking about which the what is the vasectomy day, it's going to be Friday yeah. this year, not not Thursday. Friday and Monday. Friday and Monday is the days you need to take. And usually your better games are the second round. This is true. This is true. So it's going to be fun. And, you know, as much as March Madness is here, it's NFL, the beast, still making the big headlines. I read today that Seattle is not going to trade Russell Wilson. The Russell Wilson sweepstakes are done. Do you think Seattle's going to go anywhere this year, Ernest? They've lost a lot. They really didn't help their offensive line, which is what his big complaint was, because he got, I think, 50 sacks for that team last year. You look at that division, L.A. is better, Arizona is better, San Francisco is going to be better. Uh, they may be a last-place team very easily. You yeah. know, get, if Garoppolo is, is, is healthy for a year, do you remember that's the team that went to the Super Bowl when he was healthy two years ago. Yeah. And then, you know, they get some of their – they get Bosa back. They get some of their interior linemen back. Uh, they've strengthened their running back situation. Frisco's going to be better. Uh, get a better quarterback for the Rams. Uh, you got better wide receiver and better defense for the Arizona, which Nate's going to go into, I'm sure, in a few moments. <laughs> uh, that's that's going to be a last-place team. And, again, they, they were offered by the Bears four number one, three number ones and a number two draft pick. Wow. Wow, really? And turned it down, yes. That's why they went with um, Andy Dalton for the Bears, which Mitchell Trubisky is a free agent, and somehow I feel like if if the Panthers don't get Derek Watson, we'll probably sign Mitchell Trubisky, which, you know, he's got a 29-21 and 21 overall record, a winning record. That's, that, to me, would be not too bad of a consolation prize. I think Mitchell Trubisky would – with the right coaching, he's never going to be a superstar, but he can be an adequate quarterback. But then again, you've got some legal situations, with Derek Watson. So that may. Who's Derek Watson? Uh, sorry, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Sorry, I was thinking. Of, I was thinking about an old oh, point Ernest. guard. I was thinking of an old point guard. Uh, What's in those Diet Cokes over there? <laughs> I know. It's a little strong in that respect. Watson's run into some legal problems today. He's part of a suit. So that may expedite him leaving and, and the Panthers picking him up. But the strangest pickup, I've got to say, is Fitzpatrick going to the Washington football team. Yeah, Fitzmagic. The guy who's played, he's, well, he's got a record. He's played the most games and won the most games and never been in a playoff game. Yeah, I don't see that as a long-term solution at all. I wonder what they're going to do in the draft. I think they're going to try to get a good quarterback in the draft. Um, it, what do you think about your Panthers? Do you think they're going to do any more moves besides Strabinski, or what do you think? They're really going hard for Watson, who I will learn his first name when he starts playing for the Panthers. Uh, they picked up a couple of backup offensive linemen. They picked up a 
the middle linebacker from the Perryman from the Chargers. They got uh, Hassan Reddick, who played for Matt Rule at Temple. They picked him up on a one-year deal. Uh, you know, they they kind of realize that their 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 window is going to be about two years uh, when Brady starts acting like he's forty-five, because now Breeze is gone and uh, the Saints are in salary cap. Uh, bind right now because they're over the salary cap. They're having to get rid of players right and left. And I, you know, they just don't really have to me a starting quarterback. And Ryan getting a year older, I mean, they're just gonna, they're just building the foundation right now. Mm-hmm. Some nice pickups for the Lions, though. I saw the Lions picked up some some pretty decent players. <laughs> Uh, we'd rather focus on tanking? basketball right tanking? now than the Lions. Okay, all right. Okay. But, Nate, talk about right. your Cardinals, Nate, Nate man. Nate wants to talk about the Cardinals. Yes, yes. Nate, talk about. Well, I mean, obviously, J.J. Watt. I don't think I've been on since we got J.J. Watt. Um, assuming he stays healthy, him and Chandler Jones in that defensive backfield is just going to be ridiculous. Um Assuming, of course, this is all assuming we stay healthy. I know we lost Patrick Peterson, but I think a lot of the fans in Arizona were thinking he's just he's lost a step. Once he had the whole performance enhancing thing, we kind of knew that he's just not the same guy. Obviously, because if he's taken that stuff, he's you know he's lost a step. So we we appreciated what he's done, but I think you know that was a good thing for for him to go. I forgot where he went. I think he just signed. No, he signed with uh, Minnesota right now. Um, the the Cardinals got. They got. Uh, they just got the center from the, the Raiders today. That's a great pickup. They really need to work on that offensive line. Our center was a problem last year. So that's a huge pickup. I think they just picked up AJ Green. Um, that's only a one-year deal, but that might keep uh, you know Fitzgerald back for one more year with the Cardinals, which would be great. Cause if you think about it with those two guys and their ages, they could probably rotate out the three spot, take some pressure off Hopkins and Kirk. That could be huge. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to do about a running back situation. If we're just going to roll with Edmonds or try to find another running back. I don't know if Drake's really the going to be the guy. But, you know, I, it's, I've seen some good moves by the Cardinals. So that's, that's exciting. And I think, like Ernest said, um, you know, the NFC West, I think it's, it's going to be three teams right there. I don't, I don't think Seattle's really going to be relevant. I think uh, if I was Seattle, I would almost just punt trade Wilson, get some draft picks and start almost, almost start the rebuild. Cause I don't know that they've got anything but Metcalf there as far as age, but um, yeah, so the, the Cardinals got a shot. I mean, they, they've got to mentally do the right things. I think um, not fall into the old traps of old Cardinals where they get a game that they should win and they just lose it. And then everybody's like, okay, it's the same old Cardinals. Um, you know, but we, we've got some pieces there. I mean, I think we can just get a little more pieces in the offensive line. We could uh, could do some stuff, but I, I don't I don't know if we're Super Bowl contender yet. But I think we're definitely a playoff team right now, from what I'm seeing. Again, this is if everybody stays healthy, kind of thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. And an extra cur- game this year. Next, we get 17 games this year. Yeah, I'm a little curious of what the Patriots are doing, bringing back Cam Newton. When you bring back Cat Newton for another year, it's almost like we're not trying this year, folks. We're we're in a two year rebuild. Um, Ernest, do you think any? But team- they spent a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, they, money, they put out a lot of money. They got Aguilar from the Raiders as a free agent. They got uh, Henry from the Chargers. They got the tight end uh, from the Titans, whose name escapes me right now. They got the two best tight ends free agents. Except, you know, Rudolph is still floating around from Minnesota. So they strengthened. 
Yeah, well, no one's signed him yet. Uh, they got the two best tight ends. They got Aguilar. They got another wide receiver. They're looking at uh, getting the running back from Tampa Bay. I mean, they're restocking their offense because their defense was pretty. Will be said uh, if they'd spent a lot on a quarterback, and I'm pretty sure they're going to trade for. I mean, draft a quarterback. Uh, they probably wouldn't have the salary cap ability to get all these other pieces they needed. This is probably the best wide receiver group they had since Randy Moss was up there uh, receiving core altogether. And you're putting so, that in uh, Cam Newton's hands. I mean, I just don't see that working. Well, yeah. Remember now he had COVID. So we don't know how much that affected him at the beginning of the year. Uh, so um, they're going to try it. Uh, they got still got Stitham, which will be in his third year. You remember, you didn't really have a full training camp for anybody last year. Yeah, so I think he knows the playbook. Yeah. So uh, obviously, Belichick has a little bit of confidence in him that it's the, that at least he knows the playbook as opposed to anybody else that's coming in knew yeah. that he'd have to retrain. I mean, now Buffalo had some great pickups. They got Brown, a wide receiver. Uh, they picked up a couple other offensive players. So Buffalo's better. I think that they were last year. But again, you know, with the extra playoff teams, uh, it's not going to be the Patriots teams of the past, but I think they'll be a playoff team. Uh, I think they'll be better this year. Belichick, you know, this whole COVID situation has robbed a lot of guys who who do good job coaching, preparing teams. Mm -hmm. We saw that in college basketball. I think that was true in, in football also. So I think a full training camp, Belichick will have a better grasp of this team. And I think they'll be a winning team. I think they'll be a playoff team. I think it'll come down to them or Miami coming being the extra playoff team out of that division. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting seeing Kansas City cut Fisher, their left tackle, and then another guy on their line. I know those guys were injured most of the year, but it seems like all teams, because of the salary cap, have to you know, restock with fresh new guys all the time. And by the way, Nate, uh, Ty, excuse me, Lions kicker Matt Prater just signed with Arizona. So he kicks. Oh, did he really? Yeah, he yeah, kicks over 60 looking. yard field goals. So indoor, though. He's going to be, well, it's still indoor, so that won't hurt. Cardinals are indoor. Yeah, keep the, yeah, if you keep the roof on, you'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. They usually do. I mean, it's, yeah, that's, I, I think they play what, too? So they're going to play the Rams indoors. Tw- uh, well, they play them once, but. Oh, at their place. But yeah, so you're talking about at least four games within the division inside. So that's all right. That's something. So I mean, Seattle, are, you, are you sold Seattle on your coach? City. Are you sold on your coach yet? <laughs> I want to. I really, really want to. But I think some of the errors last year kind of I, I don't think he's bad, but I, maybe he's more set to be a offensive coordinator and not the head coach kind of thing right now. But, you know. I think I think right now the Cardinals have all the pieces that a good coach would be able to do something with. If he blows this with healthy players, then I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I want to be sold on him. I think he, he looks like a cool guy, right? Like you want to go have a beer with him. He kind of seems like a young guy, but uh, I don't know. I'm just not sold on. I'm not sold on it yet. I'm, I'm rooting for him. Obviously I'm in his corner, but I, I don't know if that I'm sold on him yet. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, and there's still a lot of good guys still out, out there. I mean, there, there's still uh, 
a lot of good pro, a lot of good guys can still be picked up. I mean, you're going to see with guys getting cut right and left, they mean a lot of veterans come in for minimum salaries. So this this and again, a lot of these guys are going to lay low to after the draft because teams are going to see what they can get out of the draft and they'll offer minimum contracts to a lot of these guys on the street that have been cut. I mean, this year more than in any other, there's some great talent out there who's going to sign low contracts. All right, quick prediction for me, guys. Draft, Justin Fields is going where? Ernest. Carolina Panthers. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I think should go to the Jets, but uh, I would not be highly surprised if Belichick always does this. He doesn't go to the Patriots. Somehow, back in my – Belichick pulls this off all the time. In a perfect world, Watson goes to the Panthers and – Fields goes to the Patriots. Wow. wow. Nate, who you got? Uh, I kind of like the Jets. I feel like they got to do something with Arnold. And um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm never sold on Ohio State quarterbacks, but. Um, but so you can't, you can't categorize that because he only spent two years. I mean, he spent a year. It doesn't matter. Any, any chance I can to take a shot at Ohio State, I will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I, I feel like the Jets, Jets are a, are a team that needs it. Obviously, Lawrence is off the board, um, so I was going to go to Jacksonville with uh, Urban Meyer. Yeah, I think I'll take I'll take the Jets. I mean, I I wouldn't be shocked at any other team unless it's the Cardinals. I think the Lions will take him if he's still around. I think the question is how far will the stock drop and it's he's probably the most interesting person in the draft for me in the first round or two about what's going to happen with that all right guys Trey Lance I can't understand why people have fell in love with a guy that just played two years of FCS football and and he's raw as all get out and and again a lot of people judge him on the former quarterback at North Dakota State who's now with the Patriots now with the Colts uh, Carson Wentz. But I think that's the best spot for Wentz right now. With well, if Frank Wright can't get him better, I, I don't. Um, but you can't lump quarterbacks because of where the school went together. I mean, it, no, Fields is not Haskins by no means whatsoever. No, but like again, who's the best Ohio State quarterback that we've seen in the NFL in the past? I don't know, twenty years. Oh, okay. You said 20 years because I was going to go back to somebody who got arrested. Art Schleister, uh, baby. Bobby but, Hoying. But how Bobby, many how many Ohio Bobby State Hoying. quarterbacks have had hype coming out of and been drafted in the first round, and where are they I now? I think it's the style of how that play is. It's, it's the way the yeah, offense I, is constructed. It's I, I not like think, Big Ten football, I mean, outside of Brady and Drew Brees, how many great Big Ten quarterbacks are there? And those were the two. And again, Brady's talents really weren't shown off that much at Michigan and and Breeze was lucky to be at a program at Purdue in which they they emphasized the past more than anything else and what about like Alabama quarterbacks they're they're constantly winning right and then they get to the NFL and I mean we're well, gonna see how Tua does but we'll see how Tua Joe Namath did pretty good Ken Stabler did all right. I mean, well, I'm talking about. I guess I'm talking about the Nick Saban era. Rich, Rick Todd was Rich Todd <laughs> did pretty well. I mean, well, we're digging down. Well, deep, okay, but I think uh, it's more the system, right? With these quarterbacks, with with the system, like Nick Saban's system. Yeah. Nick Saban gets the most out of the quarterbacks at the college level, and they go to the pros, and you're not seeing 
you know, oh, they're so great in college, and then they get to the pros. Well, I think it's the receivers. I think that's a lot of people are overrating the quarterback now, Jones, Mac Jones, because again, I think he has four. Well, he had three wide receivers that'll be picked in the first round. Definitely. I mean, they just. I mean, I, I could have done well. I could have won a Heisman passing to him. I think you got to look at the overall talent on the team when you judge a quarterback. And a guy right. who has, you know, and again, in college football, you can get away with throwing at a guy. In the NFL, you have to throw to a space. You have to anticipate where the guy is going. If you try and do that in the NFL, you're going to get picked off. I think Johnny Manziel was was the one guy that kind of yeah. fit that mold. Everybody loved him, but they didn't really think about Mike Evans. Mike Evans is tearing it up in Tampa. And right, and, and again, he Johnny would, Manziel's He'd throw, it up, he'd throw it up to Evans, and Evans would jump up 10 feet and yeah. catch it. But he threw it at the guy. And in the pros, you throw to a spot where you anticipate him going. Yep. Which gets and back to us, our argument about greatest athlete. A great athlete makes people around him better. You know, that it rises everybody's ability. And that's where you go with Michael Jordan. And he's not Irish. But he made everybody around Michael him better. Jordan. All right, Jordan. we're down to our last few minutes. All right, your closing argue. I mean, your closing statement there, Ernest. Uh, some sad news today. Uh, Sean Bradley was always an athlete that uh, piqued a lot of interest. Played at BYU, was seven foot six, had a mediocre career in the NBA. Uh, no more for his starring role in uh, Space uh, Jam. Space Jam, yeah, Space Jam. Again, his Academy Award nomination was really a surprise to each and every one of us in that respect. But he uh, uh, is uh, got in an accident, bicycle was hit by a car today, and uh, he is currently quadriplegic. And uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to him. They hope you know there, there is always hope for recovery in a situation like this. We all remember Christopher Reeves, who was Superman, and uh, what he went through after a, a horsing accident. So uh, let's let's. And tonight, let's thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Sean Bradley and his family. Mm-hmm. Nate, your lo- closing moments. Well, that's kind of a somber one, um, but yeah, Sorry. that is that I is very. No, no, no. It's it's fine. It's it's very sad to hear that. Uh, you know, like to hear that for anybody, regardless if they're an athlete or not. Um, I think one thing I was going to say is that it, it, in Connecticut, the weather is a little weird. Last weekend, I was able to play golf on a Friday. It was like almost sixty degrees. It was amazing, like hitting. We got to play nine holes, uh, just nice sunny day, a little bit of a breeze. I'll tell you what, it's weird hitting the ball, and there's a little patch of ice snow that was still in one spot. Um, but, no, it's. I think we're getting excited that it's It's almost like the spring's almost here, which is good. So hopefully spring's getting back. You know, we're going to see spring. We're going to see some people getting healthy, all the uh, vaccines, things like that. Hopefully we can start getting – trying to get back to normal um, we've already got tickets to see the Diamondbacks play the Mets. I've never been to Mets Stadium, so we got some Mets fans here uh, that we hang out with. So that's going to be kind of a fun game. Looking forward to that. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's it's going to be exciting to see some sports with hopefully everybody in the world getting healthier too. So, Nate, I'm going to see the Heat and the Hornets play on uh, May 2nd. Me and my grandson. So I've got tickets to a professional. Back to being a fan again after 18 months, going back and seeing sports again. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It is. Um, life is really weird. You know, ever you see something on your feed, you're on the Internet, and the other day 
somebody somewhere must think that I want to go back to the first car I drove when I was 16 years old, a 1976 uh, Caprice Estate wagon. It's in mint condition, and all they want is $18,000. So that's wrong on so many different levels. But I'm going to end our podcast tonight with uh, Irish Blessing. It's St. Patrick's Day, and Irish blessings are always great. They put things in perspective. So this one goes like this. May you live a long life full of gladness and health, with a pocket full of gold as the least of your wealth. May the dreams you hold dearest be those which come true. The kindness you spread keep returning to you. So, hey, these guys have been a blessing to me. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Hope you enjoyed St. Patrick's Day. So if you have any comments, send it to me, Paul Arnold at GoBlueArnold at gmail.com. You can listen to us also on SportsCountry.net. And we have a lot of fun. Sports Country Radio. That's it. Something like that. Look them both up. All right. For these two guys, these two knuckleheads, have a great night.